What you believe about yourself and your life is likely not based in reality, but in bullshit stories that you did not consent to, pieced together throughout your life with ideas offered to you from external sources. This podcast is here to help you recognize and dismantle those stories so you can reclaim your power and achieve what you want in life. Welcome to Yeah, I Made That Up with life and business coach Kelly Jackson. Throughout my direct sales career, my team became somewhat of a topic of discussion amongst other leaders. I had a very high rate of attendance on our team training calls each week. We had a monthly training meeting that our upline organized, and I had a high rate of attendance for those meetings. Plus, I hosted a monthly team hangout with an even higher rate of attendance, with members driving sometimes up to four hours to attend. We were a bit of an enigma. Other leaders didn't understand what I was doing that was so different to be able to have such high engagement and participation. We'll talk about team culture next week, which is a big component of this. But my baseline philosophy to leadership is what I call collective leadership. That's what we're talking about this week. It's very common in direct sales to have a, quote, leadership team, unquote, amongst the highest ranking team members. And if that works for your team culture, I'm certainly not going to tell you to change it. We did that for a while and it worked kind of for a while. But there were some members of our team who elevated into leadership who wanted to do their own thing, didn't want to participate in the collective or had a different leadership philosophy. And I have zero interest in forcing someone to participate in something they're not 100% in on. I don't want to sell you something. And if you're not selling yourself on it, that's probably not for you. And there were some members of our team who had really strong leadership potential or who really wanted to be involved in everything or who had strengths that complemented those held by other members of our leadership group. I wanted to nurture them and help them grow. So our leadership group didn't really have any barriers for entry other than a willingness to show up and a desire to be part of what we were doing. They had to be working their businesses and staying active with the company, of course, but there were no sales minimums, there were no sponsoring minimums, and there were no leadership titles or ranks required. Anyone who expressed interest was welcome, and I treated them all like leaders, regardless of how big their downline teams were or if they even had a downline. Part of the, why this worked so well for us was that everyone who showed up was bought in on what the group was doing. I didn't have to convince anyone to do their job. They were there because they wanted to be there and they took responsibility for doing their part. End of list. Another reason it worked so well was that we had a variety of perspectives and strengths to draw from, some of which were from newer team members. And fresh eyes on an old situation can be really valuable. If you're listening to this and you want an action plan for how to implement this on your team, I'm so sorry to disappoint, but you won't be getting that. And here's why. 
It's not about the how. It's never about the how. It's about the mindset behind it. It's about your philosophy of leadership. So I'm going to ask you this. What does leadership mean to you? How do you define that word? How you define leadership is how you will relate to leading your team. And in order to implement the concept of collective leadership, you have to shift your relationship to what it means to be a leader from one of top down to one of lifting up. If your definition of leadership is guiding people to do what you want them to do, you're probably not going to get very far. Or if you do, it's going to feel fucking terrible. You'll be stressed out all the time. You'll be constantly trying to change the behaviors of your team members. And you'll always be questioning what you're doing wrong. Or perhaps blaming your team members for what they're doing wrong. Either way, it's wrong and someone is to blame. My definition of leadership is guiding people to do what they want to do. And not just what they tell me they want to do because it sounds good. But what they show up to and demonstrate that they want. If your leadership philosophy is that you know the right ways to do things, you'll end up creating a scenario where your team members do not feel empowered to take ownership of their own growth. Instead, they'll always defer to you. You'll constantly have your inbox full of team members asking you questions that they could answer or find the answers to themselves, but you will have trained them that you hold all the keys. My leadership philosophy is that my way is neither the only way nor the right way. I have experience to draw from and I've found things that work for me. I also pay attention to the ways of doing things that work really well for other people so that I can experiment with them and explain them as options when appropriate. But for the most part, I abide by the concept that offering multiple perspectives is more useful. And that empowering those with perspectives different from mine to share their experiences is far more beneficial than me being the only voice. That's not to say that my philosophy of leadership is right for every leader either. If what you're doing is working for you and you wildly disagree with my philosophy, great! You know what that means? It means that you literally just proved my last point true. (laughs) In running my team with the philosophy of collective leadership, Everything we did as a team was led by the leadership group, not by me. Sometimes there were events that I would take charge of and delegate tasks based on strengths. But for the most part, we came up with ideas together and they took ownership of the pieces that they were most excited about. It was about them and what they could offer the team as a whole. It was not about me. Each week, in addition to our team training call, we would have a leadership call. 
In this call, we would create projects, delegate responsibilities, and discuss what we learned from each project. I saw my role as a facilitator, not as a director. This enabled their strengths to come forward, and it allowed them to trust me by showing that I trusted them. Because if you want someone to trust you, you first have to demonstrate that you do trust them. And as our team grew, there were a lot of things that I had to let go of. And we'll talk about letting go of control here in a couple of weeks too. But one of the things I had to let go of was being the one to train the team. We had someone on our team whose training specialty was on mindset. And that was not me. <laughs> We had someone whose training specialty was on money, effective strategies for ordering from our corporate partner to get the most bang for your buck, and what the fuck to do with the money once you earned it. (laughs) We had someone whose training specialty was marketing and client communication. And anytime someone found a new piece of technology that made their business easier or more fun, I asked them to do a team call and show us how it worked. For every corporate event, we would get together in person and talk about what classes everyone attended, what they loved, what they learned, and then we would share takeaways on a team call. If someone was really excited about a particular class topic from the event, I'd have them develop a training to deliver to the team based on that topic. And in fact, when someone was really excited about pretty much anything, I'd have them share about it on a team call. You learned something new about a product? Great. You found a new way to present a particular category of products? Great. You accidentally played a party game backward and found that it worked way better than the way it's supposed to go? Great. Let's talk about it and share it with the team. For some of y'all who are skeptical about this philosophy of collective leadership and you think that it's a way to have to do less work, I want to offer you a shift in perspective. First of all, if that were true, so what? I invite you to dig into that for yourself because you may be equating the value that you create in the world for the value you have as a human. And if you're always basing your worth on the utility you provide to others, you're going to repeatedly burn yourself out. But secondly, It doesn't take less work to develop a leader than it does to manage all the tasks yourself. In fact, it could be argued that it takes more work because you have to understand the tasks, understand the strengths of the leader you're developing, be able to match the strengths to the tasks, and be able to support the leader in their struggles of figuring out both the tasks, and the faith they have in themselves to be able to accomplish the tasks effectively. And that's not to scare you off from this, just providing a counter to the concept that direct sales leaders do nothing and make bank. (laughs) Regardless of whether it's less work, more work, or the same amount of work though, the work is different. And different often feels scary as fuck. Collective leadership requires 
a zoomed out look at the team as a whole, the leadership group you have, and the project you're working on as a whole, while simultaneously zooming in on each piece to ensure everyone has the support they need to handle their jobs. And it requires taking a step back from yourself to ask how you can best serve your team members and their development, which often means admitting that you don't know everything, that your ways aren't the only or the best ways, and that you could learn something from their experience and perspectives just as they learn from you. If that's all new to you, again, this whole concept could feel scary as fuck. And if it feels scary to consider shifting your leadership philosophy, that's a sign to lean into it. Follow the fear and see what's there to discover. It could be a whole new world for you and your team in beautiful and amazing ways. And if you'd like some help shifting your mindset on leadership, I'd love to chat with you. Book a consult with me and we'll see if we're a good fit for each other.